But I am coming, to, coming back to my family. So that means I am going to be like I am always. Very open, very transparent. And that means sometimes I may put, say stuff that's really going to make me very vulnerable. In one of the situations that I work in, uh, image is very important. And you may have seen that by the way I dress. But that's not because I'm really interested in image. Uh, making out to be something that most times we're really not, that is Italian culture. But I am, my grandparents are Italians, my parents are Scottish, I'm from London, so I'm a bit mixed up. So sometimes I don't know who I really am. So you need to read my heart, not the words that come out of my mouth. But at the center of everything, it's about Jesus. Nothing else. It's about Jesus. And because it's about Jesus, we do our best to honor him in every walk that we have taken on. So I'm not coming here to teach you anything that's new. I'm going to talk to you about very simple things. So most of you would know I am the missionary who's gone out and pioneered a national youth ministry called Youth Alive Italia. So we started off this ministry by doing five years of traveling from London every weekend. Every Friday night would leave the UK, fly into Italy, into Milan, Saturday morning catch a train from Milan, travel down to Pisa, build our first team in Tuscany. Catch a train back up to Milan on a Sunday night, catch the flight Monday morning, and go back into our job. So that's what we've been doing for the first five years of Youth Alive. After the first five years of Youth Alive, I'll be very quick. My time, I don't want to be taking up too much time. Pastor John said I can talk until 2 o'clock, and I know that's not true. So if you've got something in the oven, please make the phone call. Get, turn the oven off, otherwise you're going to find a cremated meal. And I'm not supposed to say that because I'm also a funeral director. Sorry, please. I apologize. That, that was the wrong term. So after five years, uh, we get invited. We were offered a job in Milan. I, we move over to Milan. Uh, I, run, uh, I started running a massive funeral business that did over 1,000 funerals a year. So we did that for two years. And in those two years, we pioneered five teams. We did up to eight events a year. And the, the vision uh, and the dream and the passion of Youth Alive was to reach out to young people who were in local churches. It was about building local churches. It was not about building the name Youth Alive. And it was also about using, and that's the wrong term, but anyway, try and understand, using church young people that belong to local churches to reach out to their generation and to show them that church is not a religious place to go to, but church was about putting Jesus at the center and doing life together. So the idea was, we're not going to rip young people, pull young people away from local churches to build our name or to build up Vincent Borromeo Ministries, but it was about 
reaching out to young people, preparing them for ministry, preparing them to connect with their community, reach out to their generation by putting Jesus at the center. So then five years, eight years ago, it's okay, Daniel, no worries, bless you. <laughs> so eight years ago, I know I'm talking about years, but that's how I need to explain stuff, I'm sorry. So eight years ago, I start, we started pioneering a youth ministry that's 1,300 kilometers south, a place called Taranto. And when I was speaking to my team about saying, this is what I feel God has called us to do, they kept saying to me, are you sure this is what God is calling you to do? And I kept saying, yes, I do. I really do believe that. Okay, we'll support it. So we go out and do our first event. So I would go around with my team and suss out churches and see if anyone was in a, uh, available to join us or partnership with us to do an event. The first event in Taranto, no local team. So everybody was on board, yeah, 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 because we had a draw card. Yeah, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this with you. Cut long story short, a month before the event, everybody pulls out. It's going to be a flop. And there's me working in London, trying to raise support with other team members to be able to pay off the debts that we were going to have at the end of the event, because every event was free of charge. So I said to God, what do I do? Do I pull out? Do we cancel the event? Do we cancel the band that's coming from overseas? Do we cancel our guest speaker? And God said this, and this is the preparation that I'll be speaking about. You, the foreigner that went to Taranto, and you said to the young people, we believe in you. We want to see you fulfill the call of God upon your lives. We want to see you prosper in the kingdom. We want to see you involved in bringing young people to Jesus. So you, the foreigner that went there, and you encouraged people to work together, to make a difference for their generation and the next to come, and you're going to pull out? So I replied, okay, well, if this is how it's going to be, you're going to need to do a lot of work in me first. That long story short, we did our event and everything went wrong on the event. Everything, the day of the event, everything went wrong. The guest speaker calls me from Paris. Hey, Vincent, I'm in Paris. Paris? I'm supposed to be in Taranto. I'm supposed to be in Italy. Our plane caught fire and they diverted us into Paris. The band calls me, hey Vincent, you need to pay for our tickets now. Because if you don't pay for our tickets, we're not able to book a plane, fly, a flight over. Okay, that's another story. We won't go down that road. And then the other situation was that all the power was cut at the venue that we were supposed to be using. But at the end of it all, 650 young people came to the event. And from that event, we picked out those that were going to be part of our team. That's how we worked. We would go out to do events and we'll check out the young people that come along. And by faith, we pick out young people, not knowing who they are, where they come from, not knowing anything about them, but we believed that they were the ones that were going to build the, build, uh, build the team. So we started building our first team. Three years of one week every month, 1,200 kilometers down south by bus. That's 18 hours and 18 hours back up. And we built a team of 50 young people. 
The rest of the story, well, maybe this morning I'll share that with you. So I've said, I'm a funeral director. And the verse that I always use is Psalms 23. And when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I have no fear because I know that you are with me. And as a wedding celebrant, I do that as well. So I always dress up in top hat and tails, whatever role I have. And sometimes I get confused. Am I doing a wedding or am I doing a funeral? <laughs> and then when I Toastmaster, obviously I wear a red top hat, uh, 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 tails, so I can't get confused. So the verse that I use for weddings, go out, build homes, plant gardens, get married, have children, and give your children off into marriage. The verse actually says, go out and find husbands for your daughters. So that's the verse I use as a wedding celebrant. And this morning, I'm going to use the same verses. So you decide, is it going to be a funeral? Or is it going to be a wedding? Look, if I see you guys crying, I know you're crying because you're thinking, where did Pastor Charles get this guy from? And as my time is running out, and I promise you by 2 p.m. we'll be finished, and I'll shout you out lunch if it's cremated, and I'm not supposed to say that, so here we go. So how, and you can read it, because my English is terrible, and I have to paraphrase everything anyway. So, Psalms 23. When I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, the shadow of the valley of death, I have no fear, because you, O oh Lord, are with me. Jeremiah, God says to his people, Write a letter and go to my people and tell my people this. So here comes Jeremiah and everybody was expecting a very spiritual word from the Lord. Jeremiah 29, from verse 7 to verse 12. And I'm not going to preach on, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans not to harm you, but to prosper you. Plans to give you hope in the future. I'm not preaching on that. So God says to his people, hey guys, build homes, plant gardens, and eat the fruit of the seeds that you sow. I'm paraphrasing, because planting gardens, digging up gardens means that you're going to sow and you're going to wait for the, 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 the leaves to grow, the stem to grow, and you've got to wait for the fruit to grow, and you've got to wait for the right time to eat that fruit. And then he goes on to say, don't hang around, don't be single, don't know what happened to me. Get married, have children, and find husbands for your daughters. And then he goes on to say, and when the time is right, well, actually, he says before that, you pray for the city that I have sent you into. Because praying for the city that I have sent you to, not only will the city benefit from your prayers, but you will also be blessed. 
And then he says, this is God saying, and when the time is right, I will put into action all my good words that I have for you. I am paraphrasing because in here, I am thinking in Italian. So please bear with me. So what am I going to speak on? I'm not going to be speaking on funerals. And I'm not going to try and fix people up to get married today. So relax, guys. I'm not here to find a wife for you. Or young ladies, I'm not here to find a husband for you. So you can relax. 10% of what goes on in our lives, we know how it's going to happen or what's going to happen. We know. We deal with it. But reality is that 90% of what comes across our life or into our lives is not in our control. And there could be a situation that our circumstances could cause us grief, could cause us hurt, and it could cause us to become the opposite to what we're really called to be. And we need to know how to deal with the stuff that's not good that comes across our life. So, most of the time, we need to make the best of the situations that we find ourselves into. And as your missionary, and I, I may say it more than once, me, 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 but it's not that I'm saying me, 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 because, hey, look at what I've done, but it's to say, hey, look what Jesus has done, because this is not who I am, or this is not the way I am. This is not my uh, culture, not my character. I am very closed, very, very timid, and you may be surprised. And the first time I turned up here, I put on a red nose because that was the only way I could cope by speaking to a crowd of people. So when I say me, look at me, look at me, is to say, well, if God has been able to do it with someone like me, just imagine what he can do for someone like you. So as we go through the valley of the shadow of death, we look to Jesus, not the shadow. So what do I do when things go bad? So I am speaking as a missionary, but you put yourself in your circumstances, your work or your studies, your family, you know... Sorry for the shower, guys. You know your circumstances. By the way, they're not false teeth. They are my teeth. <laughs> you know your circumstances. You know where God has placed you. You know where God has placed you. And because you know that God has placed you there, you're going to make the best of your circumstances. So this is what God has given me, and I'm going to make the best of this. Because wherever God places us, there is a reason. And if we're li living Jesus wherever he has placed us, be assured of this. As I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, I look to Jesus, to the light. And because I look to the light, there is always hope in darkness. There is hope in my, in my situation that's negative, in my hurt, in my disappointment. There is always hope because Jesus is part of our journey and he's called us for greater things. So as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what is God saying to me? 
Go and build homes. <laughs> Go and build homes. Okay, I build homes. What does that mean? Get involved wherever you are. Be productive wherever you are. Now, <laughs> build homes. So, what does that actually mean? I'm sorry, and I'm starting to read at my, what I've written down this morning. And I'm going to struggle with that because it's talk, starting to sort me out. Be positive. So, as I build homes, as I build buildings, as I build relationship, as I build others up more than myself, because that's what it's about. So when God said, build homes, plant gardens, marry, have children, give them off into marriage, pray for the city that I've sent you, it's about others, not about myself. It's about those that are around me. So why do you do what you do? And for those who know my story, would also say to yourself, would say to yourselves, why does he do that? Because it's about building those that are around us. We take on the cross. We, we decide to, to struggle in certain areas of our life. Why? Because it's about building another generation. It's about building those that God has placed, us, placed around us. It's about more about them than what it is about ourselves. I'm not sure if I'm saying something that's right. If it's wrong, just put your hand up and say you've got it totally wrong. And I will resign from missionary and from ministry. And I'll go and do funerals and weddings. <laughs> Why do you do what you do when you're going through the valley of the shadow of death? Because at the end of it all, it's all about Jesus. And there is hope in everything that may look negative. So I am positive. I need to be positive, even though I'm walking through the shadow of the valley of death and I could die tomorrow morning, I have to be positive. Why? Because I am sowing seeds for a future generation. I want to see my kids grow up saying, my mom and my dad did this, 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 this and this when everything was going wrong. I want to see a generation rise up like your pastors, a generation that is passionate for the kingdom, passionate for souls, and wanting to make a difference for where God has placed them. Because they need to see in us there is hope when everything is against us. So we sow. We sow hope where there is no hope. We bring light where there is darkness. We challenge when there is difficulties. We challenge others to believe. Because we have a God of the impossibilities. So I sow. I sow into a generation. I sow into the lives of those that are around us. Because people are watching us. We're very good at saying, hey guys, I'm a Christian. Look at me. Wow, wow, wow. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is my Lord. Wow, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. But the sad side of the story also is that most of us, when we go through the valley of the shadow of death, there is the temptation to lose hope and to forget who our Lord is and to maybe, maybe also start looking inwards instead of outwards. So we sow. We've got to remember that God is our provider when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. God is our provider. Not only should I be positive, but God is my provider. 
So when things go wrong, when we're waiting to hear the, the super spiritual words from our friends, oh, it's going to be all right, God is saying this, 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 and this to you, please remember, it's about God. It's God who's going to have to speak to us. It's God who's going to have to move in us. God is at work in us if we are available. Because many times as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we're not available. Because it's about me, poor me, and my circumstance. But God is our provider. And there is a temptation that as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we become manipulative. I think I said it the right way. Excuse the accent. We try and play around with situations. Oh, it, in my culture or the culture I work in, it's, it's not who you know. It's not what you know. It's who you know. And usually you pick up the phone and you speak to some guy that you've got to end up kissing his hands or uh, sending him a, a parcel with good food inside. You know, uh, can you find a job for me? Sure, I'll find a job for you. Blah, 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 blah. Or could you give me a name or a contact that can sort me out in these circumstances? We become manipulative. We play around with the situation so we can get something out of it. But it's God who is our provider. And at the end of the day, we need to fall on God. I once did a wedding. They're not here, thankfully. They're not in, in Australia, in, in Italy. The young, I said to the young lad, who's going to be your best man? So he said to me, I'm going to ask him to be my best man. But do you know him well to be your best man? Well, we've met each other 10 years ago. The last time I went out with him was probably 10 years ago. We had a meal. I can't remember what the meal was. can't remember in what circumstances. So why are you asking him to be your best man? And the answer was, because he's rich. And he's going to give me a lot of money. Come on, guys. Let's be honest. It happens. Of course it does. We manipulate situations because we're in need. We create relationships because we're hoping something's going to come out of it. So as we walk through the valley of, sh of the shadow of death, not only do we need to be positive, God is our provider and we fall on to God. Remember this, we fall on to God. God is our partner. Marriage is about being partners in crime. <laughs> no. I had to say that. I work, on, I work in Italy, so that's the first thing that will come out of our mouths. <laughs> Partners in crime. <laughs> when the students from Bendigo saw, saw me, the first thing they said to me, oh, I had 22 students from Bendigo come and stay in Rome for 10 days. They said to me, mafia, pizza. So I said, no, I'm not mafia. And pizza, you're not going to have any in Rome. So anyway, so I disappointed them. Those are the only two words they knew. In Italian. So, so we're, not only we don't, we're not only positive. We're not only God is our provider. God is our partner. Your prayer life. Your prayer life is what's going to keep you in relationship with God. If your prayer life is weak, your relationship is weak. If your prayer life is strong, the, you'll see the results of your prayer life. So God is your partner. And I'm rushing because my time is finished. Do some soul searching. So when you go through the valley of the shadow of death, as your missionary, I have to stop and think, wait a minute, 
So what's going on inside of me? Because the temptation is that because of my circumstances, because of the hurts, because of the disappointments, because of the abuse, because of everything else, I could be affected spiritually. And I need to do some soul searching. I need to understand where am I? What's going on in my life? I need to be honest with myself and ask maybe God, you're maybe using my circumstances to to help me to understand that maybe I need to change a few things here or I may need to deepen my relationship with you or I may need to, to have some kind of influence for, from, other, from other people of the same faith. It's all about growing in God. It's all about depending on God. It's all about Him. And so God uses the negatives to create in us the positive. God uses our difficulties to cause us to grow. God uses the stuff that we do not want that goes through our lives because he, as Jeremiah says, he has plans for us. But let's be honest. We are on this earth and we need to move on with time and we need to still be what we are called to do, our responsibilities. That's why God has said, do this, do this, do this, and the other. So here we go. We're coming to a conclusion. Face our fears. Face our fears. I'm going to be a failure. That was what was going on in my head. I'm going to let people down. People are going to chuck me to the side of the road because I'm not all that good because of all the stuff that's happened or has happened to me. And sometimes, because of the stuff that comes along our lives, we have fear. What is tomorrow going to be about? What's going to happen to me? You need to look at your fears straight in the face. And you need to understand that your fears are only there to intimidate you and to stop you to fulfilling for what God has called you to be. And remember, it's all about Jesus. If Jesus is at the center of everything that we do and say and want to be, we're going to come through. But you need to face up to your fears. It's not about letting people down because at the end of the day, people are going to forget who you are and what you do. But that's how the enemy is at work. He brings fear into our lives, which is going to cause us to be hindered in what God has planned us to be. So not only do we be positive by sowing good stuff, not only is God our provider and not to be manipulative with circumstances and people, God is our partner. We're not on our own. There is, there is strength in partnership. Do, we'll do some soul searching. We face our fears with faith. We love. We let love. Here we go. We let love. We let love lighten the load. Because when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, our hurts, our disappointments, the abuse, everything's gone wrong, could actually affect us. So why did I say this this morning? I've told you all the good stuff. I've told you where we are with Youth Alive. I've told you that now a book has been, a chapter of a book has been written up on what Youth Alive is doing in Taranto. I've told you that Youth Alive has received a prestigious award for the works that it's been doing in the community of Taranto. I've told you that Taranto is the worst place in, this, in Italy. Nobody wants to go to Taranto. 
I live on an island of 4,000 people and all the people that live on that island are involved in something that's not good. I've told you about our events, that challenges that we've had. I've told you the abuse that we've received. You've heard about the assault. I was assaulted, ended up on social media, ended up on TV. I've told you about the times that haven't been really all that good. But at the center of that, it was Jesus as part of that journey. Because Jesus is our hope. Because Jesus is our strength. Because Jesus is our future. We're positive. We sow good words. We sow words of life. We sow hope into the, the people that surround us. And because God is my, our provider, we have the hope that tomorrow will be a better day. And because God is our partner, we know that we're not going to do journey on our own. Because we are honest with ourselves, I maybe need to start thinking what's going on in me. Maybe I need to do some time of, take some time out and have relationship, deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. And because we go for the valley of the shadow of death, we know that if there is no love, there is no God at the center. So I just want to use this very simple example. When I walk through the valley of shadow of death, it's not about me, but it's about the community that I'm serving, the place that God has put me into, the people that surround me. So I look to the light while I go through the valley of the shadow of death. I look to the one who gives me the hope, Jesus at the center of everything. So I help those that are around me. We help those that are around me by building homes. That does not mean I go out and bricklay. It does not mean that that's what we're supposed to do. But it can happen, even though, you know, sometimes it's out of our place. It's about getting involved with people that God has placed around us. So we dig up the land because we're sowing good seed. And one day, that seed is going to bring its own fruit with its own seed. That's going to bless those that pick that fruit up. And it's not just one apple. It could be hundreds of apples with its own seed. And that seed that's inside that fruit will bring its own fruit in that person's life. Why? Because I've had to learn that while I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I pray for the city that God has sent me to. I pray for the circumstances that God has placed me into or has allowed me to be in. And when the time is right, I will put into action my good words for you. I am sorry if I haven't been able to communicate well. So just remember this. It's about Jesus wherever he has placed us. And thank you my family for supporting me as your missionary. Vince, stay here for a sec. Um, first of all, we, we want to honour you. Um, I don't know how it works with the conversion thing going on. I think you did well. Um, it made sense. So that's the main thing. Um, it's a few things that um, we want to honour you for. And, and I haven't kept these guys on some of the journey on some of the things you've mentioned. Uh, just because they were, they were, some of them were sensitive. Like we helped uh, Vincent finish the building, which is called 206 or at 206. And um, during the building process, uh, coming from the Italian region that he comes from, um, Vince was beaten up uh, by guys that took money for a job 
and the police got involved. So that's what he's referring to in the valley of the shadow of death. He, he was fighting for a community and wanted to steward what we had done. And they had promised to do a bunch of work, but ended up dumping a bunch of rubbish there. And that's what they got. So Vince was advocating and then they did it their way. But Vince, post that, you continued to keep going. You finished the building and you did win an award. Tell them about what that award was, because they don't know. So uh, as you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, after COVID, I lost all my 50 young people who were my team members, all of them. So that's when I started asking God, what do I do? And this is why I'm sharing this with you guys this morning, because it's about this, because it's about the next generation that we're reaching. It's about bringing hope to the hopeless. So the award that we got, <laughs> incredible. I was not, we were nominated a year ago of a very prestigious award, which was, the award is about those who sow seeds of love, who do works of love for the old city. So I got asked, would you like to come for an interview? And I said, no, I don't want to do an interview. Please, we want you to come and do an interview. Four months later, I said, okay, I'll come for the interview. And I was given a date and the interview took place in, I think it was March. So turn up at this place, thousands of people were there, thousands, I mean thousands of people. I said to the, the journalist, am I going to be interviewed in front of those people? And they said, yes. And I said, I'm not doing it. Come on, you've got something to give them. Cut long story short, got called up and asked questions about why I do what I do. And that was my opportunity to sow. And it was all about Jesus. So this award, to be very, very blunt, people started getting jealous about us. And we ended up on, on the media. We ended up on TV, national TV, in regards this, to this award. So there is hope when we go for the negatives. Because Jesus is at the center of everything. So I, I haven't answered your question because I really am uncomfortable talking about a lot of <laughs> it's stuff. It's beautiful. This is normal. They had to lie to get him to an event to give him an award is what we all heard. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we give Vince a hand as he takes a seat. Thank you.